I will say I'm kind of upset that it was so hot today. After yesterday. After our three-day weekend where yeah. it was moderately hot, and then yesterday it being, dare I say, cold. Cold. It was cold. I, I would agree, because all we wanted yesterday was for some sunshine and heat. <laughs> we got nothing. We got cloudy and breezy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then today I'm walking around lugging instruments in my work clothes, and it's 90 degrees. Yeah. But you know what? It just tells me that we'll be back at Milton Oliver Park again not this weekend but the next one oh i'll be there yeah if you want to find me you know where to look i don't think i called it's not the right i don't what is the park called? i think it's milton lee olive oh it's milton oliver to me i think we should just go with that yeah let's go to the mo the big mo yeah i loved it Mm -hmm. and it was our first foray into being CTA summer girls. Yeah, because we're CTA girls this summer. Yeah, CTA summer. Um, CTA summer, and I'm loving it. No, it was a sleigh. Yeah. I forgot until this weekend when I was doing my other public transport CTA sleighs how much I love being a public transport girly, how Mm. it makes me feel like a city girl. Mm -hmm. Pop those AirPods in and go where you need to go, and you don't have to worry about it. A single thing. Not a damn thing. You just sit back and relax, and you get where you need to go. Yeah. I love it. It's powerful stuff. A city with a strong public transit mm-hmm. system. Mm-hmm. I wish the only my my only wish is they came slightly more frequently. Yep, that is also my personal gripe with the Chicago Transit Authority mm-hmm. is where you at because it's it's easy if you plan it out and no, yeah. like they come every fifteen minutes. But what's really nice is to not have to plan it out and be like, if I leave at this time, I know there'll be a train give or take five minutes of when I arrive, and I won't be late no matter what. And the buses are the ones that are particularly tricky with their timing, which I know part of that is, like, they are fighting the same uphill battles that we all are on the roads Mm -hmm. of the traffic. Mm -hmm. But when you're here in five minutes and then again in 35, that's rough for me. Yeah, because it's – it. you might as well just walk. Right. Strap up your boots. Exactly. But I'm also going to be a walker this summer. Mm, walking summer. There's nowhere I can't take myself on my own two feet. And honestly, with my new Dr. Scholl's sneakers, mm-hmm. I feel that too. And with my grit and audacity, <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get anywhere we need to go. My car won't see the light of day. No, she'll be locked up. She just has her summer off. Yeah. Speaking of which, did, I feel like I told you this, how my parents are trying to bring a trailer, mm-hmm. like a camper trailer to this here city. Yeah. I still am concerned about that vision for them. I mean, your father already drove a U-Haul through these city streets, and I imagine that they'd have to keep the camper at least 30-ish minutes from where we live in yeah. order to find a campground. So yeah. I mean, I guess they'll figure it out. That's, that's a their problem prerogative, I guess. That's their cross to bear. Yeah. I don't trust myself. All I know is that I'm going to be tearing it up in Wrigley Field. Gobbling glizzies. Oh, wait, what? With Bruce Springsteen. Oh, he's at, playing at Wrigley Field? Yeah. Shut up! That's gonna be so fun! I won't shut up. <gasps> oh my gosh, I can't wait. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I thought you knew that. I didn't know where he was gonna be. I just knew I was gonna be where he was. At Wrigley. I was born. Can you imagine listening to that song with a glizzy in hand? I absolutely can, is the thing. Glizzy in one hand, mm-hmm. lemonade in the other, mm-hmm. smile on the face, mm-hmm. and song soon at heart. It won't be anything we have to imagine, and it'll be our truth. And I can't wait to see what kind of concert buddies Yumi and my parents end up being. <laughs> I think we're going to... Wrigley Field ain't ready. No, they are not for this fearsome foursome. <laughs> and I... 
here's the thing. Getting giddy about summer, it mm-hmm. brings me right back. To happiness? <laughs> to the last day of school. Oh. Uh. <laughs> you see what I was trying to do there? In retrospect, I do. Hit us with the intro. Welcome back to Cousin Time. Jessica and Cameron are college friends turned post-grad roommates learning to navigate the world. Join us as we reminisce on our childhoods, rationalize our Sunday series, and ruminate on what happened on that very last day of school. It, are you somebody who suffers from nostalgia? <laughs> I would say I'm a nostalgia sufferer, yeah. <laughs> because that always came in hot for me on the last day of school. Mm, that was feeling back things. on your year. Yeah. I don't know if I actually felt that. Like, now I feel nostalgia for the last day of mm. school as a child, but like... In the moment, I just said, GTFO. <laughs> and I get that, too. Because, okay, do you remember prior to the last day of school, it's, like... The build-up? The build-up. It's, like, early May, and it's kind of, like, one of the first, like, warmish days. And also, it, the, the weather has to meet where your teacher is no longer caring. Mm-hmm. And that back door gets kicked open. Mm. And you're breathing in that air while you're working on your letters. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I... When I was student teaching last year... Um, well, I guess it was when I was done student teaching. It was when it was just, it was me. I was, I was the girl. And the, my classroom didn't have AC. And so we had the windows open, like the last like three weeks of school. And it was a classic North Carolina public school, that poor infrastructure, general smell of mold. And that feeling that I had sitting at my desk doing my little busy work, preparing to end the school year, nobody's really got any work going on. They, kids are doing nothing. I'm, I, I was We're reading, all just pretending. I was, I was reading Red, White, and Royal Blue. Um, and it was such a great smell in the air, mm-hmm. you know? To this day, I don't know what it is that I'm smelling, maybe just sunshine, but there's every now and then I smell that smell and I'm like, I'm so happy right now. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I can smell it in my head right now, just like the smell of the end. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also feel like the last days of school, especially in elementary school, like, you're like cleaning out all your old school supplies. Mm -hmm. There's just the the freedoms in the air, you know what I mean? And there's a certain sense of carefree. Mm-hmm. Like, because you get to lay down your burdens yeah. and enter summer, just you and your Razor scooter, without the weight of a backpack. And at that point, like, it's all in God's hands. Mm-hmm. Grades, it's too late. Who knows, yeah. Let's talk about when you're in elementary school, specifically in fifth grade, and that transition, that moment where you know this is your last day in your elementary school where you grew up. But I guess you didn't have that same no, experience. I was going to say, you've hit a sore spot. Because elementary school where I went to fourth grade, when the school went to fifth grade, so I was never top dog. Then I moved to another school for fifth grade, but the school went to sixth grade, so I wasn't top dog. But then I moved that summer back to a school where it ended at fifth grade, so then I was in sixth grade at the middle school, bottom Wait, dog. Wait, you never had that experience? I was never top dog at <gasps> an elementary school. That's so sad. I know. It's a, it's a really sore spot, so if you want to just treat me with gently oh my god i feel like being top dog at the elementary school level was better than anything else well and i also feel like every year like the fifth graders or the sixth graders i guess got to go on some sort of like week or weekend long trip not on our north carolina budget oh in maryland they went to this place called harford Glen, which was like a weekend in the woods and i don't know where they went in dc probably to do something in dc and then in alabama they got to go to space camp for a whole week 
to like end their elementary school career and I never got to do one of those massive field trips. When I was in, I think it was maybe third or fourth grade, we went to this place called Earthshine mm. and it was a like, it was like an outdoor, honestly, I'm wondering who thought it would be a good idea. It was basically reenacting America arriving, like the, the pilgrims arriving. Pilgrims? Oh, I've been to places like that. And like Williamsburg? Well, it was, okay, if I'm remembering correctly, it's like, it was the first time I saw a ghost, first of all, which we'll talk more about that in a later episode. Secondarily, you get to this lodge, and you're at the lodge, and then, like, you're, this is the first time that you're, like, staying with, like, your classmates in a non, like, you know, sleepover way, and then also I remember my fourth grade, it was fourth grade, my fourth grade teacher was, like, the chaperone in my room mm-hmm. and the rooms were honestly so slight i would go back today for this because it was like the downstairs it was a one room but there was a loft and i love a loft the downstairs was like where the bed was for the adult and then upstairs there was like four little cots and that's where the diva slept and there was like one bathroom or whatever um and so we were like in our little loft it's so cute there's like a whole breakfast like communal breakfast situation but the whole like thing is that you're divided into pilgrims and native americans so that feels wrong that's where it gets weird um and you're like you're going through but you end up going through all the different parts but it's like you start off in the woods and it's like that's where like the native americans Mm -hmm. are and you're learning it's it was it was educational um and you're learning about like native american culture and there was this one part where they had us out here skinning a deer. And I remember when it was my group's turn to go to that station, it was my job to hold the deer's neck bone, the bloody neck bone in my hand. Is this a real deer? Yeah. Oh my god. I was holding this bloody neck bone of the deer. I was holding it upside down while the man was skinning it. And I was... Petrified. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that I will never forget feeling in Mm -hmm. my hands. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can bounce back from that. So, yeah. I wouldn't say that it was the same as space camp, but I would say it was better. (laughs) And you know what? I think anything is better than nothing. (laughs) So. Yeah. 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 But anyway, being top dog at the elementary school is unmatched. Because I think also elementary school is where there's the most, like, grade disparity. Yeah. You got those itty-bitty babies in there, those five-year-olds, all the way up to, what, 11? Yeah, by the time you're leaving. And so, like, that's just crazy, because then you can have, like, reading buddies, and they're, like, there's enough of an age difference where it feels like a child and a teenager. Right. And then that transition, that was brutal. Of then going to middle school? Yeah. Did you, did any of your elementary schools ever do move-up day? One of my elementary schools did it, and I thought it was a cool thing that they should do in schools nationwide, but it's like, I think it is the last day of school. For like a couple hours, everybody goes to their next year teacher's classroom, because they already have the class list decided. Oh. So you get to see who's in your next class, meet your teacher, and the teacher just like talks to you, and you play fun and games for a few hours, and just like get excited for the next year. No. And the kids who are in fifth grade go to the kindergarten classroom with the kindergarten teacher they had if they had been there that whole time. Oh, Isn't that darn? That's so cute. Yeah. No, we didn't We didn't do that, and I don't think that would work in today's day and age because it would be bold to assume any teachers are staring. Yeah, no, that is a bold, bold assumption. Yeah, yeah. 
class list can't be finalized until the day before. Right, right. Noted, heard. Yeah, noted. yeah. But that is darling to do. Isn't it so cute? Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think in middle school is where, like, the real nostalgia of it all hit me. Mm-hmm. I remember, this is mortifying, but, like, on my eighth grade, last day of school, eighth grade graduation, I, like, walked the hallways after and cried. Like, I just took a moment. It was very, like, cinematic. But By yourself? Yes! We had, like, our little, like, eighth grade graduation on the stage or whatever. And then I remember, like, walking down the hallways, like, basically as long as you could walk, because the cafeteria stage was on one end, and I was walking to the band room to go get my instrument. And, like, walking, and I was like, these are the last times I'll walk these halls. And it hit me. And that was the first time that I had, that, like, literally in my life was the first time I had, like, cried of nostalgia and of time passing. And now that happens to me all the time, like, as we know it. But that was a pivotal moment where I went from girl to woman. I'm picturing you walking down the hall of your middle school kind of like dragging your finger along the cinder blocks absolutely these four walls yes but i knew it was ridiculous at the same time like i was like wait am i crying right now and i was like snap out of it and so then i took a minute and then i went to my least favorite teacher's classroom because i knew i would stop crying there Mm. that is i'll say it embarrassing yeah i know but like thank you for sharing thank you for that vulnerability that that bravery what are i bravery that bravery. I think bravery, but that's all our three tenets of the pod. Authentic, real, relatable. <laughs> I don't know if that's for the three I was saying earlier, but... Authentic, vulnerable, relatable. Yeah. That's us. Um, I don't... I don't think that this middle school in my town had an eighth grade graduation Mm -hmm. because I don't remember ever attending one of those but I also didn't go to eighth grade at my middle school I was homeschooled for eighth grade I never knew that about you yes you did I've never I never knew that about you you've never brought that up yeah my family homeschooled me and Kendrick for our eighth grade year just eighth grade Mm -hmm. for both of you your eighth grade year Mm -hmm. why to like do trips and things but, like, when you you were in your 8th grade year, Kendrick was in public school still. And he, then his 8th grade year, you were in public school still. Yeah. So what kind of, you were doing trips with not the whole family? No, like with my dad. That's a sleigh, but I have never once heard about this. Yeah. I'm shocked right now. You're a homeschool kid? For one year of my life, yeah. Did you like that? It honestly was giving work from home. <laughs> so true. Because I, like... My parents both worked full-time, so, like, I wasn't homeschooled in the sense where, like, mama sat me down and was with a chalkboard, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was very independent, and basically, okay, so it was, like, first of all, took place at the computer desk, naturally, but... They got, like, my parents got, like, these different programs, like, these homeschool programs. Yeah. So, like, I was following a curriculum, and I would log in every day, and I would, like, do the do the curriculum. But then I was also, honestly, I was kind of slay because I could just go at whatever pace I wanted. Yeah. So, like, sometimes I would, like, take some time off and go do a little trip or whatever, and then go back in and, you know, grind. But my eighth grade year, like, during that year was also the year that um, we got a new dog. And so I remember just sitting at home all day. I was honestly... It was giving mother because I would sit at home. I would be doing my schoolwork and my, my baby would be right next to me in the bassinet, but it was just a little tiny puppy. That's um, so sweet. It was so sweet and cute, but yeah, 
that was my eighth grade. So it was like, I didn't really, I, I didn't have, and I didn't, when I also like my homeschool era started like during the school year. So like I started eighth grade and then switched to being homeschooled. Oh, at like what point? The, early on. Were you sad to leave your friends? I don't. I don't remember being sad to leave my friends because I still saw them. Yeah. Um, so, like, I didn't have a nostalgia moment of, like, this is my seventh grade. Like, this is the end. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't, like, I didn't necessarily realize that that was going to be what was my truth. Um, but then I also didn't have, like, a eighth grade leaving this building moment. I did have a, oh, my God, I'm going to high school moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like besides that, at the end of middle school, it was kind of, like, whatever. Like, the days were just... Did you have in uh, in middle school, did you have, like, a... Well, did you go to the same middle school that was in the town you went to high school in? Yes. Okay, did you have, like, a eighth grade visit day? No, there wasn't. Like, there was, like, freshman orientation at the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, one specifically for band that happened before. Like, in the fall of your eighth grade year, you get to go to a high school football game and play with the band. So they oh, no, they did that, you. too. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of the only thing I had. There wasn't, like, a visit to the high school. We, I feel like, had, like, an eighth grade visit to the high school because, and, like, I was able to sign up to go because there was a lot of homeschool kids, like, in the town, and then also there was, like, a Montessori school. So you would sign up to do, like, the eighth grade visit to the high school, like, eighth grade visitation day, and there was a tour of the school, and this was, like, at the end of eighth grade, and I remember, like, the smell of the high school building and just the vibe. It just seemed so mature and powerful. Yeah. Like, I said, I'm going to enter this building. Thing, and I'm gonna be a new girl from that day forward. Oh yeah, like it's time to reinvent me. Yeah. I remember so we didn't have that, but the like the we had two magnet schools in our school system mm-hmm. and they would both come and visit us. And I don't know what they were saying in their spiels, but I was I I heard the 30 minute presentation on one of the magnet schools and was convinced I was gonna go there and try like, to convince for my high parents. School? Yeah. I tried to convince my parents to send me there and they didn't and thank God because I would have been miserable. It was a magnet school for like technology. That's like what it those was are. computer science and like robotics. Do I look like a girl who cares about that? Why did you want to do that? And that, why didn't Alex go? I think I just wanted to be different. Mm. Um but thank goodness I didn't do I would have been miserable. That's not my cup of Imagine me, how my life would be different. What if I was a computer science girl? We wouldn't be friends. Or cousins. Because I would have not gone to our school for no. college because I would have gone to probably a state school where they had that degree. Yeah, yeah. I We didn't have any kind of choice in schooling mm. in, in my town because there was one elementary school, one middle school, and one high school. So we're going all the way up mm-hmm. no matter what. Um, but that does create for some cute moments because you're seeing, yeah. like, your teachers or, like, the same kids that you, like, were in your kindergarten class or also in your graduating yeah. class. Um, but, yeah, I remember doing, like, the eighth grade visitation day and then there was, of course, like, a freshman orientation. It was, oh, it was FYE, freshman year experience. Oh, yeah. And I remember I was also, when I, when I grew up, when I matured, I was a leader for the FYE and I loved that yeah. it was so Foster community. yeah 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 one thing these girls are gonna do the last day of school in high school I feel like was more chaotic because you're taking exams and I don't know how it was for you but like our like last I think week was like classroom exams but it was just half days like first and second period were like the first day mm. and so then 
when you didn't, you were you were out at noon, even if you had both exams, but there were so many ways to be exempt from your exam that then, like, some days you could be done, you know, like, early. Yeah. No, I, we had that, too. And, like, I feel like in high school, like, the last day vibe was, like, the day, did your high school do, like, a yearbook day? No. We had yearbook day, and I guess it was, like, yearbook day. It was also, like, the spring fun day. Mm-hmm. Do you have a spring fun day? No. Okay, wow. Lame. <laughs> um, but we had yearbook day, which was when we did, like, all the, like, spring fun activities. And so, like, half of the day was the, um, like, the yearbook video and then, like, the yearbook announcement. Oh, my gosh. Yearbook was a very excessively big deal mm-hmm. at my high school. Um yeah, so there was, like, the yearbook video, the yearbook, which was, like, 45 minutes long every year. They did, they had to do it to them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And um, then, like, the yearbook distribution, and then the rest of the day was, like, spring fun day, where everyone was getting, like, their yearbook signed, and then there was, like, all the different, like, activities that were going on, like, the the, the, the freeze pops, the cornhole, the, the flag football, all of those, like, fun things, and I feel like that was the day that, like, mm, felt like yeah. the last day of school, because you're, like, going around to, like, all of your teachers and getting them to sign your yearbook, and, like, that was the culmination, but I think that was also just because it was such a big deal at my high school, um, but, because everyone got a yearbook. I forgot about yearbooks, but I loved yearbooks. I ate that up. I was pouring over every page. I love signing yearbooks. I love rereading my notes. I didn't, like, they weren't a big deal at my high school, but at my middle school, they were a big deal, at least to me, Mm because I was on the committee. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I remember, I remember that excitement of being like, here's what I've poured my heart and soul into for the whole year, and now it's unboxed, and it's out in the world. No, I, as the yearbook editor, I had that. I... That was my child. But exactly. I, I knew what was on every single page yes. of that bad boy. And I feel like like the yearbook, that we didn't have titles, but I was the yearbook editor. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, I remember coming in on Saturdays. To- <laughs> in middle school? In seventh grade. Was it like hardcover? It was hardcover, but it was thin. It wasn't like as thick as a high school mm-hmm. yearbook. But our yearbook staff was, like, terrible. No one did their jobs but me and then two of my friends. And so the yearbook teacher would, like, buy us lunch if we came in on Saturdays and worked on the yearbook because it was down to just three people working on it. Yeah. And we were putting our whole heart and soul. But I feel like now, even if I were to look through that yearbook, I can still picture what the pages look like because we were the – in to our classmates and peers, you're welcome for giving you those memories. Literally, you're welcome. You do not know the blood, sweat, and tears that your yearbook editors are putting into that thing every single year. There are debates in the yearbook room more dramatic than in Congress over whether that little star graphic should be green or blue. Yes! Yes. Um, when I was the yearbook editor, um, I decided we're doing senior quotes. And it was the first year that the high school had ever done senior quotes. Oh my goodness. And when I tell you, I was on the phone with Justin from Jostens weekly <laughs> about getting that the pages like formatted uh-huh. correctly because it had never been done at the high school. Um, and then also like compiling the quotes from everyone. What like, was your senior quote? Girl, I can't even remember. I remember doing mine, like typing mine into the like into the layout, like the day that we needed to submit those pages, because I was just so stressed about getting everyone else's in. I give her. There was no precedent mm-hmm. for doing that, so it was so chaotic. And then people would be like, "Oh, I want to change mine." So people were like emailing me all the time, being like, "Oh, I want to change it. Can you change this? Can you put emojis in it?" And I'm like, "No." And 
it was so so chaotic it turned out so good i actually my mom to mail me that yearbook um but yeah that was so stressful yeah did you have to give i imagine not in middle school did you have to give a speech Mm-mm. i had to give a speech at <laughs> girl about the year when i tell you that the yearbook day at this high school was unreal i mean that's it that's crazy literally the whole school is in the auditorium and i had to go up on that stage spotlight on me at the podium and give my speech about the yearbook <laughs> What did you have to possibly say? I about read. It? I think like I read the like main part of it was like reading like the the what was it called? Like it's basically like the forward, you know, like the page. And yeah. It's like our memories will live on. Like that that whole nonsense. Um, I think I like read that and then like said some other things and then it was like after I said my piece, it was the forty five minute yearbook video and people sat there they and cheered. It. Girl, I think if that happened at my school, they'd be, they'd be booing, there'd be fights. It was the, like, I cannot stress to you enough the way, how bizarre it was, like, now that I'm, you know, talking through it, mm-hmm. but, like, it was, people would be screaming, cheering, they would be crying, they would be laughing. That is absurd. That would, if you went on a stage at my school and gave a speech about the yearbook, you would have been torn to pieces. <laughs> you would have been made a mockery. I, and that's fair. Like, I recognize that that is 100% fair. Um, but, yeah, Jimmy Dang put his whole soul into that yearbook video. That is crazy. It was, it was honestly incredible. No, I believe it. But, yeah, anyway, that felt like the last day of school because the rest of the week, like, high school just ended on a random Tuesday. Yeah, it was just, like, all of a sudden it was over. I remember the last time I walked out of my high school. So, it was, like, I had finished my last exam or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... I was, like, leaving with... No, I wasn't leaving with some friends. I, like, was just leaving by myself. And I'm walking to my car. I'm, like, leaving, and I'm walking to my car. And I just completely fall over in the parking lot. Crying? No, no, no. I was just walking. Like, I tripped. But it wasn't, like, a little stumble trip. Like, I was... Everything was down on the ground, okay? Mm -hmm. I was down. And I tore up my leg so gnarly. There's pictures of it. It was, like... I, I sound so dramatic, but I have a high pain tolerance, okay? No, keep that in mind. You're a woman. I was taking painkillers, like, around the clock. Like, I was sleeping downstairs because I couldn't get upstairs. Like, I tore up my leg. And it was, like, one of those things that was, like, bleeding for days. Like, I actually got blood on my graduation gown a few days later because, like, the wound wasn't healed. You're so brave. No, thank you. It was a crazy wound. And I just think that's how I left that school was mm-hmm. I fell down in the parking lot and had to get up and drive myself home covered in blood mm-hmm. with rocks stuck inside my leg. You had to do it. And that was my last, that was my, that was my grand exit. Yeah. And then a few years later, the year that my sister graduated high school, we went back like to take pictures of all three of us at the high school. My mom wanted them. And I fell down in that exact same spot and cut my leg open again. So it's haunted. <laughs> but just for you but just for me that exact spot in the parking lot i don't know what it is wow i i don't remember walking out for the last time i probably wouldn't remember had Except that not that happening yeah well because it was just so like random it just yeah you're, just like, you're done with your exams you're you're out yeah i love that they that we had the opportunity to be exempt from exams because the high school that i taught at last year that was not an option mm-hmm. they were sat well they weren't really because they just didn't show up but there was no like exemption situation yeah but i also remember like from like an academic standpoint it was so nice because if you like 
you would have more time in the beginning of the week to continue studying for your later week exams. Mm-hmm. Like you weren't there all day. Like it was so nice. Yeah. Yeah. My senior year, I also was dual enrolled. Mm-hmm. So I was only at the high school for half of the day anyway, yeah. which was so nice. Um, I love that. I wish I could, I wish I could live that year again, honestly, yeah. not to be dramatic. And I don't think I peaked in high school, but like, that was just such a nice schedule. <laughs> you know? I don't think I peaked in high school either, but I think universally 17 is a great year for everyone because you're like on the brink of everything. 17 there's, again. There's, yeah, there's so much, there's, everything's possible at that point. You know what I mean? The world is your oyster. Yeah. That's yeah. why like every movie features 17 year olds. Yeah. Did your high school have like a, well, I guess your high school was way bigger than mine, but like I knew everyone that I graduated with, mm-hmm. at least by name or face, because there was all of like 130 of us, mm-hmm. but we had, um like, outside of the guidance counselor's office, because who knew guidance counselors were also college counselors? That shouldn't that shouldn't be a thing. Um, but, like, there was these big bulletin boards, and then when anyone committed to, like, college, they'd put your picture, your senior portrait up with, like, the school you're going to. Aw, that's cute. And I just remember, like, starting around decision day, or even, like, a little bit prior, depending, like, the little pictures getting pinned up there. That's and so I remember cute. when me and Will got ours up there, we p- told them to put us right next to each other. And they they did. And so we're seeing this is it. This is over. High school musical. It says we have to let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the high school musical ending was a pretty pivotal moment in this your senior year of high school. Collectively, for any thespians. Oh, like I thought you meant like watching High School Musical three. No. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, for us thespians. Yeah, we were bawling our eyes out. No, I was laughing. <laughs> I was laughing <laughs> and at I the criers. I was a thespian. I did it one time, <laughs> but I just—I literally just hate endings. They're so hard for me. I was like, ha ha. And the thing is, you mask your emotions over um, making fun. Mm, but also, I genuinely wasn't sad about that one. I wish I was. I wish I had more emotion. But I, I was not crying in that in that show circle. I I I I cried that whole darn day. <laughs> I was woman number nine. <laughs> And the show would not have gone on without you. No, but I, thank you. And, like, it's it's actually a strength because it means I care about things. No, you're such a caring person. I have passions. What is the first thing you're doing on that last day of school when you're done? Oh, my gosh. I'm taking off my shoes. <laughs> yeah. I'm letting the dogs breathe. I feel like I, that's when I'm reflecting. Yeah. Taking off my shoes. Dogs are out. Maybe I'm getting a popsicle or something. Yeah. And I'm sitting my sweet ass on the couch, maybe on the porch, and I'm saying, damn, I did that. Yeah. I think, like, in elementary and... Well, elementary was, like, a lot of, like, okay, I'm going to go play in the neighborhood with my friends. Mm-hmm. And then in middle and high, it was, like, maybe I'm going to go have a sleepover or watch some TV. <laughs> Freedom. Everything I didn't have time to do. Yeah, because we were so busy in high school. High school, like, I literally, like, did not have time to do... I don't think I watched TV for four years straight. I, like... I was just saying how incredible my schedule was my senior year of high school, but we don't talk enough about the junior that is, we don't talk enough about the trauma that is your junior year of high Mm -hmm. school. That's a beast. A beast. Yeah. I actually think my senior year was harder than my junior year. Oh, really? I was just living my dual enrolled life and was just chilling. But I feel like my junior year was when I was taking, like, the most AP classes at the high school. And then, well, I guess senior year is actually, like, 
the first semester. Did you have to do a senior project? Mm-mm. We had to do a senior project in English, and it was brutal. And I remember being up until, like, 3 a.m. trying to do my senior project, like, journals or whatever. And did you ever, when you were in high school, do your homework until, like, 3 a.m.? I remember doing this. Every night. And then I would, like, set, like, a a 20-minute timer of, like, okay, when this timer goes off, I have to, like, brush my teeth. Yeah. I would, like, stagger my night (laughs) routine in between the segments. Yes. And then I would, like do a 20-minute timer of, like, okay, I just need to put my head down for a minute, and then we go brush my teeth, and then I would just, like, wake up in a daze at, like, 5 a.m. with, like, my books all around me. No, and that's so crazily unhealthy. Like, the way I would, like, get home from school, do, like, a little bit of homework, eat dinner, go to whatever activity I had, mm-hmm. and then come back home and be, like, 8.39, and I'd be, like, I'm going to do English, and then I'm going to shower, and then I'm going to do math, and I'm going to brush my teeth. And I would tuck myself in at 2 or 3 a.m. every night and wake up at 6 to get ready to go back to school. So unhealthy. Because these days I go to bed way earlier than that and I wake up later than that because I don't have to be at school at 7.30. I can be at school, I can be at work at 8.30. And I'm doing less work in my evenings because now that I'm an adult and I'm, but it's so crazy because when I was a kid I was doing all that for free. No, that's the thing too. I think it's just that you're told that so much is writing on that. You're told if you don't, if you're not in every AP and you're not in every extra career, you're not going to get into college. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a degree. You're not going to have a salary. But now, and I think also just, like, I'm learning what my values are compared to, like, the world's values. Updates to like, come on our values. Oh, yeah. We were, we were thinking about that. <laughs> but I'm just thinking that, like, now I'm like, okay, my career is not my life. Mm-mm. Whereas when I was in school and that was my quote-unquote career, mm-hmm. it was my life. And that's not going to make me happy. Well, and also I feel time. like when you're in high school, like, you're thinking like so much ahead like you're thinking about Mm -hmm. your future which of course you are but I feel like now I'm like thinking or trying to like think less about my future and more about like enjoying what I have right now yeah which means that I'm trying not to take work home I'm doing what I want in my evenings like work-life balance but when you're in high school like you don't have a sense of that because you're so focused on like getting to the next step Mm -hmm. yeah but now life is less sequential yeah so advice to all our high school listeners take it easy but also at the same time, I hate giving that advice because they might not be able to. You know what I mean? I guess advice to all our high school listeners. What do I want my advice to be? Advice to all our high school listeners. Be where your feet are. <laughs> advice to all our high school listeners. Be pretty when you can. Mm-hmm. Witty if you must. Yeah. And gracious if it kills you. And on that note... Aquanotes. Let's do it. Our Aquanotes for this week is Bad First Impressions with a New Neighbor. Mm -hmm. And one thing we've been to our neighbors is pretty witty and gracious. (laughs) (laughs) Every time we had to do it to them. Um, Also, our windows are open right now, so I'm a little scared to record this about our neighbors. No, let's get after it. Right now, we're getting some new neighbors. We're having some animosity with some neighbors. We're having, hopefully, some new friendships with our new neighbors. A lot of drama in our building right now. But here are bad first impressions I think you could have with a new neighbor. I would like to preface this by saying, arguably most of these things on this list did happen to us. In one way or another. <laughs> the first one I wrote is actively moving in furniture. Yeah. And I wrote it with the intention of the other day when our new neighbors were moving in, we were actively carrying a patio <laughs> set to our patio. Yeah. But I, this could go the other way in terms of a new neighbor coming out to greet you as you're like unloading your U-Haul. Which also happened to <laughs> us. happened to us. And we're like sweaty and dodging wasps and like shaking hands. <laughs> Literally, I've never looked my worst or felt my worst. <laughs> I've, I, I've never been 
pretty if you can, but I couldn't that day. <laughs> I could not be pretty that day. I had just, I had woken up in West Virginia. And ended up in Chicago. Yeah. My next one is getting attacked by their dog. This was not a first impression, but it was an impression <laughs> where the neighbor's dog did attack me. And, but I'm imagining, imagine that's your first impression. Like, you're... <laughs> imagine it's a one-two punch. You're carrying your boxes and you're attacked by the neighbor's dog. And it's like, what do you even say? And it's bad on both ends because if you're like, the neighbor's dog is attacking, you're like, welcome to the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll be around. Yeah. Like. My next one is them hearing you sing. Which has happened in a variety of ways for us. Yeah. And I would just like to issue a formal apology to our neighbors, specifically in the winter when they were hearing smooth criminal karaoke every single night. It was our lullaby. Specifically the Glee version. But, lest we not forget, Mm. we've also heard them singing many a drum circle. And more. And more. Too much more than I needed. Yeah. But let's just also not forget when... That neighbor in question came down the stairs and said to me, hey, you're the one that's singing a lot? And I said, no, that's my roommate. He said, yeah, she's good. <laughs> and when I think of that, my body turns red and fiery. Your and face not is. in a good way. Not, it makes me want to vom. No, crawl out of my own skin. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> my next one is never actually exchanging numbers. Um, and this with the same neighbor. You've got to lower your voice. <laughs> Let them hear. With the same neighbor, when we were moving in on that tumultuous, sweaty day, we ran into him for the first time. He said, hey, my name is... And then he said, we should exchange numbers. Or no, he said, we'll exchange numbers later. He was like on his way out. Yeah. But also... The, the most words he's ever said to us was on that first date. And was it because we were not pretty that day <laughs> that he never came back up to us? Because he, that day I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to be friends. Yes. Like, he was so friendly and welcoming. And we're like, well, we and love then, our new neighbor. Since then he said maybe two things to us. The singing and then the move your trash. Yeah. <laughs> and the, your cat's ugly. <laughs> so it's like, what did we do wrong? No, we started off so strong. And then since then, it's just gotten, the relationship has been tarnished. But yeah. like, my thing is now there's just this hanging in the air between us that it's we like, all know we've never exchanged numbers. Like, okay, next time I see him, should I be like, hey, by the way, here's my number. Here's my number. Like, if you ever need me to grab a package. We did bring him his wallet. Mm-hmm. And that was the day that we, I wish I could have texted him. And said, hey, I've got your wallet. I literally bro. have your wallet. This old man dropped it off. And I think he's coming down the stairs right <laughs> Also, imagine how embarrassing. <laughs> you can imagine, imagine someone like walked over to our window right now, and looked in on this site. Well, that was one of my other ones. I'm a bad first impression. Is recording a podcast? <laughs> Literally. Because, well, right now our windows open and we are visible, but like I was thinking about earlier, I was like, oh, it'd be so nice to sit out on our new patio and record and, and record bot. And then I'm like, absolutely not. All the traffic. We are in a and we're just very, talking to a mic. A very an area with a lot of a lot of foot traffic. A lot of because we are like our apartment building is like an apartment building that has like I don't know six seven units and then a, like a carriage house in the back and our we're since we're in the rear side of the apartment our patio's out there so we get the foot traffic from both the building and the carriage house and like we're right next to a stairwell so there's all that so we would be seen and discovered which Mm -hmm. would be great pr Mm -hmm. but because you know what they say any pr is good pr yeah but i want 
excellent PR. Yeah. But our location does make it the best stop, the best spot for a little bit of snooping. Oh, because one thing we're going to do is snoop, snoop, snoop. Yeah. Call, Call me Snoop, snoop Dog. dog. <gasps> Anyways. Okay. Oh, I had another one. Being locked out. Oof. Imagine like your new neighbors are unloading their U-Haul and they have to walk past you repeatedly for an hour <laughs> while you're waiting for the landlord. And it's like, do you chip in to help? Like, uh-huh. Because you're just sitting there. Do you sit and watch or do you start carrying their boxes? You can't go anywhere. No. Oh, that's brutal. And I, then you're forgetful in their mind. In my mind, I just imagine being locked out in your towel, but that's a very RA thing. College-esque thing, yeah. But you could still be locked out in some compromising positions. First impression, them seeing you cry. Mm-hmm. Humiliating. Because who, what What does anyone do in that scenario? Mm-hmm. Imagine, first impression, our neighbor saw us crying on the patio. I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't think any of our neighbors have seen me cry. No. I don't know that what could I have happened do. that one day you walked in sobbing, but you didn't catch anyone. No, because I, I was I was watching to time it right. Yeah, I just feel like because when I see someone cry, I want to say, "Are you okay?" But I know that's not always the best move. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. What is the best move? Okay. Next, I have them helping you up from falling down. Awful first impression in any setting, but this is particularly jarring because it would be recurring. You'd have to see them. Again. You'd have seen again and again, and you'd always be the girl who fell down. And that's how you were remembered in their mind. The first time they, first time they ever saw you, you were flat. <laughs> or worse, like, on your knees. <laughs> like, one hand on the ground. <laughs> Even worse, cheek on the floor. <laughs> this cheek. My next one is a robbery or fire. <laughs> I feel like robbery is so much more embarrassing because imagine being, it's so embarrassing to be robbed, have your things t- taken from you. Or imagine them, the first impression is you like chasing out the robber. <laughs> Give me that. on the door and being like, there's a robber. <laughs> they targeted us, so lock your door. Or hey, can I borrow your phone? My mom <laughs> call the police. All of my things are gone. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm also imagining, like, what if you were coming home, like, mid-robbery, and you're running into your neighbor as they're watching you realize that you're being robbed? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope I never get robbed purely for the social capital of Yeah. Okay, my last one is them seeing you in your house clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you're taking the trash out and you're in your house clothes. That would be humiliating yeah. for a first impression. Because I want to be looking my best, not my worst. Because we've seen what happens when you look your worst during a first impression. You never exchange numbers. Never. And never. things are awkward. Forever. For the police. Yeah. And you've both resigned until it's going to be awkward for another whole cycle. God, I hope you didn't resign. Okay, slays and dismays. All right. Slays and dismays. My, hmm. My dismay is that I'm feeling a little sick. Mm. And I'm just so sick and tired of being sick. Yeah. Because it has happened more than I would have wanted it to. And when I went back to school today, because I took off Friday... 
But when I went back to school today, I told my last block, I was like, I, I feel I like, I, I can't talk over you today because my, my voice is fleeting. And they were like, why aren't you here on Friday? I was like, I was, I'm, I'm sick. I was sick. And someone goes, you're always sick. I was like, kick and me while you I'm down. Today. Literally kick me while I am down. I'm actively sick and you're going to say that to me? Yeah. So I'm just really tired of being the weakest link in the immunosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My rough. sleigh is potentially what got me to this point, and that's the patio. Yeah. It looks so good. Jess was out there for hours. For I was out there hours. for hours. Sweeping every bit of dust off the patio. Yeah. Pouring chemicals, scrubbing with rags, hosing it down, pouring buckets of water. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, it looks great. I was out there barefoot and came in clean. Not yeah. a spot dust on these dogs. Yeah. Good work. And that feels good. Good job, champ. And I'm proud of my, of my handiwork. Yeah, you should be. What do you got? My dismay is my nut butter. <laughs> Let's talk about it. For those that know me, I'm a girl who loves a budget. Mm-hmm. I consider myself pretty financially savvy, pretty fiscal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I splurged. You did. I splurged. I bought $23 jar of nut butter. God. It, there was reasons it for it. There's reasons for it. It was a special, it was something really important to me. Um... It was like my, my vegan blogger who I've made every recipe of hers. She released this. She released it last year, limited time only. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy it because I thought it was an absurd price. It came back for one week only for the one year anniversary. I had to do it to him. <laughs> I said it's come back. It's like a special flavor. It arrived today, and I was like, this better be the best. This better clear my skin, hydrate me for life, give me ab- abundant energy. Yeah. It's good. It's not twenty three dollars. It's not twenty three dollars. Good. good. You know what I mean. Does it just taste like not regular old nut butter? Yeah. Now, so the reviews were saying it's gonna taste like brownie batter. It tastes like chocolate nut butter. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's good. It, I tried it in my yogurt. Delicious on some yogurt. I think mm-hmm. it would be good on a smoothie, on toast, on some ice cream or ice cream. But next time, just I don't know, get almond butter. Yeah, that'll be my next thing I do. <laughs> Um, my sleigh, I think it was just kind of the weekend in general. I had a great weekend. It was such a good It was weekend. my first day off since New Year's. Yeah. Like, like my first, like, not weekend, weekend day yeah. off. Um, and I ate up every bit of it. I was productive, but I was leisurely. I went out, but I stayed in. Mm-hmm. I read, but I danced. Mm-hmm. I, I did everything a girl could want to do. I was outdoors. I was indoors. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. My bonus sleigh was the first annual Memorial Day cookout. Oh, yeah. We hosted our first annual. Our, we hosted. We hosted. We did that. Our and we first, did it good. And we did it damn good. Yeah. The first annual Memorial Day cookout. We served up dogs. We served up beans. We served up potato salads. So strawberry short cake, pink lemonade, watermelon, and it was a good old time. We were out on our freshly clean porch mm-hmm. with our new used table and our porch lights. And our tablecloth. And our tablecloth and our candlelight. And your crawf. Because, yeah, we went also, we went to the thrift store this weekend. Twice. Twice. Looking for new little things, and we got a new tablecloth. We got, I got a special serving bowl that I served the potato salad love in. It. I love my new bowl. I got a carafe. Mm-hmm. I'll be, because picture us this, we're out there just reading on our patio each like we summer do. night. And we do this now. 
with a carafe to refill our glasses when needed. It holds three glasses worth. But I bet if we use smaller glasses, we could get even more. Well, but same amount of liquid, but also three glasses is not enough when you're hosting four girls. Right. Three glasses is great when you're reading on the porch by yourself. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, great weekend, and I want another one already. Soon, hopefully. Soon. Um, well, that's all I have to say. Happy summer. May you be inspired by those of your childhood. Stay golden.